1: what's going on everybody welcome back to another edition of the dfs ogs podcast right here on rotogriners.com i am your host chris Beermaker, maker sam prince as always joined by my fellow ogs head shopper, notorious to talk everything week seven we'll take a look back at week six but uh, looks like a fun slate of games a lot of high totals here uh, this week, so we're here to break it all down, give you our favorite betting picks, uh, and we'll recap our betting record. So, again, let me get to my boys, Chop, notorious Noda, We'll start with you, buddy. How's everything going?
2: Yeah, it's going good. Had my best slate of the season. I happened to be on the two-gamer on a Monday night, and uh, may or may not have been helped out by Kenny Drake's meaningless 69-yard touchdown there at the end. So, uh, you're going to get those good and bad breaks. I was lucky enough to uh, get one to go in my favor. So, feeling good heading into week seven.
1: Yeah, I, I did the same. I actually fell asleep and woke up and uh, saw the score. So I had a pretty good week uh, on that two-game slate as well. Main slate, uh, not so much. We'll talk about some of the misses there. But, hey, as long as you're hitting on one of the slates, that's all we're worried about. Shop, how are we, man? How was week six?
3: I was, it, was just, it was pretty forgettable. I, I didn't accomplish very much in week six. So i uh, kind of ready to move on, man. It was a, it was a kind of a rough weekend, you know, hey. all around, everything. Football, college football. Uh, didn't do well pro football didn't do well saturday night the astros freaking lost so it's so all just all just terrible, terrible. and then the ad, and then the cowboys come out and lay an egg on monday just, let's just let's just move on and forget the whole what thing What about man. season long man i won i i there smashed season long i mean I, I smashed i got the high points bonus and everything 25 free bucks at the end of the year that's fantastic
1: Nice. So something went right. So, I I mean, I could sit here and raz about a bunch of stuff, but we'll, we'll just move on. When you have one of them weeks, you don't want to talk about it. So let's get into week seven of the season flying by. So uh, as of now, we have 11 games on the main slate, which we will cover as always uh, using DraftKings and FanDuel salaries. Again, our favorite betting picks, uh, courtesy of the sports book at DraftKings. That's where the spreads are coming from. And the NFL hooked us up. We got a little bit more of a, a balanced slate for afternoon games this time. So, will not be a, a two-game uh, red zone situation like last week, which was terrible. So, let's dive in. First game here on the slate, Carolina uh, and New Orleans. New Orleans, a big home favorites here, big total in this game. Carolina side of things, obviously, we'll see if Christian McCaffrey returns this week. Uh, Curtis Samuel missed last week, so he's listed as questionable. Uh, and then on New the Orleans side, their stud as well, Michael Thomas, We'll see if he makes his return. So, shop. we'll go to you here. Uh, two teams, uh, obviously, same division. Uh, they know each other very well, but this total, uh, 51, tends to to say there's going to be some good plays in this game. Who are you looking at?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess we've got to keep our eyes peeled for the uh, injury news. And But I would imagine Michael Thomas is back this week, and uh, Kamara and Thomas are going to form the dynamic duo again. So either one of those guys. Uh, is perfectly fine with me. On the other side of that game, you know, we'll see about McCaffrey, another one, if McCaffrey's in, it's McCaffrey. If not, it's Mike Davis. But Mike Davis slash McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and maybe DJ Moore. So I like the skill players in this game a lot. I'm just debating whether or not I could, could or even want to use one of these quarterbacks. There are just so many more options that are much higher upside than these guys. So that's my only question mark is whether I use the quarterbacks or not. But the skill players in this game, I love them. All
1: right, Derek, let's get over to you here. Uh, again, fun game, interesting game. We'll see if these studs come back. If not, like you said, Mike Davis uh, probably back in play. We know Carolina have been better against the run here. They, they held Chalky David Montgomery down last week. But uh, facing Kamara, potential Thomas return. What do you got here, Panthers and Saints?
2: Yeah, so it sounds like Michael Thomas uh, could have played last week and uh, got into a fight with his teammate in practice. At least that's what Adam Schefter was saying. So uh, he might have just been disciplined by the Saints. Um, and if that's the case, got to expect him back out there this week. If he does play, uh, got to like the spot for him. Hasn't played in quite a while. Should be fresh. Uh, not scared of this Panthers Panthers defense whatsoever. And then you can obviously play Kamara at home too. Obviously, um, he's having a huge season, is going to be um, heavily involved in the offense and When the Saints, when they're healthy, we know where the ball is going to go. So at home, against a bad defense, uh, load up on Breeze, Thomas, Kamara. And then the other side, um, I do like DJ Moore a little bit. You know, hopefully, uh, Lattimore is going to be shadowing Robbie Anderson if that happens. Um, He can at least hold him in check and then uh, could open things up for DJ Moore. He did lead the team in targets last week. He dropped a touchdown as well. So uh, perhaps this is where, you know, things kind of swing back to DJ Moore. We've talked about it a lot this season, how no, such a small sample. We don't really know uh, what's noise and what's signal. Um, so I like the spot for DJ Moore, and then as you guys mentioned, Mike Davis. If McCaffrey's out again, uh, he's a smash play every single week. Twenty-one, twenty-five, and twenty touches, along with five targets a game uh, over his last three. So uh, despite the tough matchup, I think you just play Davis every week.
1: Yeah, and the price is still fair. I mean, sixty-six hundred is a good number. We know the Saints' defense is good, but uh, we would easily pay sixty-six hundred for McCaffrey. So. Uh, ran a bunch of optimals, and Mike Davis is popping heavily uh, in those optimals. So just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Ownership-wise, something I'll definitely be looking at. No, no, batting-wise, we got Saints minus 7.5 here at home. The total sitting at 51.
2: I feel great about either. I wish the spread was 7 or 6.5. Uh, I'm going to
1: take the over. All right, I'm going to go with Carolina here. They, they've been playing some good ball and, you know, struggled a little bit last week, but uh, I think they can keep this game close. So give me Carolina and the points. Chop, what do you got?
3: Well, I guess we're all going to be split here because uh, I'm going to take the under. Just, just feel like uh, that's a lot of points, and I'll take the under here.
1: All right, let's take a look at our betting records from last week. Shop, you led the way seven and two, my man. So I hope, whoa, you some, whoa, I, whoa. I, I hope you put some bets in this week uh, with Zazzy, I believe, is the dude's name. So hopefully yeah. you made some cheese there. Uh, Noto five and four, and I struggled once again, uh, three and six. But the two that we said, we were all on, Pittsburgh and Miami. We told you to get that two-teamer two in there. Uh, We did it again. So that seems to be our strength collectively uh, when we all agree on some games. So we'll see uh, if that happens. We just make our picks as we go on the fly. None of this is talked about uh, in advance. So once again, that's the way to go here, but chop nice work at seven and two, that brings your season total to 37 and 31 up six units. Derek uh, continues to lead the way 41, 28 and one. And I am 28 29 and one. So starting to get a little closer to 500. But uh, Chop, way to go, buddy. Another good week there for you. All right, next week, or next game we got here Buffalo and the Jets. Buffalo, big favorites, as we would expect. A little bit higher than I thought it was. I tried to guess the lines uh, going in. I thought it'd be at nine and a half, 10. This is 12 and a half in favor of the Bills here coming off that loss uh, the other night to Kansas City, the Jets. I didn't hell, he gets shut out by Miami. I mean, that's impressive right there. So, Sam Darnold, uh, we'll see, remains questionable. Frank Gore, revenge game, anybody? I'm half-joking there, but uh, this seems like a Buffalo onslaught chop. It's just what side uh, do we want to go, or what, you know, the running game, the passing game, uh, is this a good spot for Josh Allen to bounce back? Uh, What are you doing here, Bills and Jets?
3: Uh, Yeah, so uh, the Jets are always – always going to be just Jamison Crowder or nothing else. So Jamison Crowder's in the mix, no interest other than that. And on the flip side, Buffalo, I'd be – I would have been a little bit less inclined to play Buffalo in this kind of a matchup if they hadn't just lost two straight games. I really think things like that factor in in the NFL. So because they've lost two straight and because they kind of want to right the ship, I'm all, I'd am i be all in on any of these guys. Uh, I think Josh Allen's going to put up a big game and keep pushing – the gas pedal down because he had a couple poor games in a row. Uh, So I'm not worried about blowout Stefan Diggs. is number one guy then pick between Brown or Beasley. I think a number two guy can get there. Uh, Well, I mean, I probably wouldn't play a tight end and you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm kind of debating Singletary or not. It's early in the week. I know Zach Mossel will be playing, but it's such a good matchup. And they'll have such a lead. I'm debating like if it was, any less of a matchup, I, I wouldn't play Moss. I wouldn't play Singletary, but because it's going to be a blowout, because I know these guys are going to get carries, I'm, I'm still thinking about Singletary, but I'm not quite sure yet. But I definitely like Allen to Diggs for sure.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm all about the passing game here in this one. The Jets have really struggled against the pass, one of the worst teams. Uh, DVOA-wise, we have uh, this season. So uh, different stacks of Allen with Diggs. Uh, Beasley's that guy that you know he's safe he, he's never probably going to win you a tournament but cash games uh, at 4,900 is not bad and uh, John Brown could be the forgotten man putting up that goose egg uh, on Monday maybe people don't want to play him the price shot up so he could be the the under the radar part of this team that, that no one's really looking at no no let's go over to you buddy sounds like all bills for me and chop outside of Crowder who I agree with uh, would be the running back if you're stacking this team your thoughts bills and jets
2: yeah, I agree. I think is the only play you can look to for the Jets. He's had at least 10 targets in every single game this season. Uh, does run quite a few uh, routes from the slot, and so that should help avoid Tredavious White. And pretty much anyone else you can avoid. You know, Frank Gore did have more touches than LaMichael Pirine, but uh, Pirine did outsnap him. So I uh, look for that to continue this week. And then on the opposite side, kind of agree with you guys. I want to target the passing game. The Jets have been really bad. Against the pass, as you mentioned, beer uh, 31st in DVOA, but um, they've been bad in terms of fantasy points allowed to all positions because teams are just getting up so big and then uh, pounding the rocks. So uh, you can look at the backfield. You can look to Allen and Diggs. I uh, Just to worry about game script a little bit uh, with the passing game. So they better get it done early. And uh, I know Miami's not on the main slate, but what do you guys think of uh, Bench and Fitzpatrick after they shut out the Jets? Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I always wonder when they were going to make this move, and it just seems like an odd time, but the, at the same, same token, they're going into their bye week, gives them an extra week to, to kind of get him up to speed. But I just thought Fitzpatrick was playing well, but he, he seems to be on board with it. You know, maybe he's just putting up a front here, but uh, I guess now's the time. So it kind of caught me off guard, but uh, at the same point, how, how, how long can you hold a guy like this on the sidelines? So, Chop, what do you think here about Tua time?
3: Yeah, I was uh, commenting in Discord uh, earlier that it's crazy timing. They're playing well, and he's playing well. They're winning games, and, and then this happens. But that just tells me that uh, Tua must be really crushing it in practice because this is a smart coaching staff, smart head coach. They wouldn't do this just for no reason. There's no reason to. So he must be absolutely smashing it in practice. So that's that's my take on it. Dodo, got any thoughts?
2: No, yeah, I like that take. That's kind of where my mind went, to, especially with them being 3-3. Three and three. You know, they're not out of it by any means yet, so I like that take by Chow.
1: Yeah, and they've been impressive. I mean, go out to San Francisco and put it on them, come home, and yeah, it's the Jets, but I believe that was the first shutout of the season, so uh, playing some inspired ball there. The future's definitely bright uh, with Miami, so let's get a betting pick here. Again, Bills minus 12.5 here on the road, 46 on the total. Derek, what do you got?
2: Ah, so ugly betting a
1: team with this many points. So uh, I'll do it anyway. Give me the Bills. I'm going the Bills as well. The Jets haven't shown me anything. I I don't think Darnold coming back is going to be a big improvement. I have no idea how the hell Adam Gase still has a job in the NFL. Uh, I just think the Bills coming off that loss uh, take it out on this Jets team. They may get shut out again. So let's not forget about the Bills' defense here, uh, which could be a sneaky pairing with Singletary, who I think a lot of people would avoid, like Chop said. He's interested in, but – I'll take the Bills. Long-winded way of saying the Jets are terrible. Chop, what do you got?
3: Three for three here. Uh Uh-oh. Buffalo Bills.
1: (laughs) All right. So, we'll put a little star there by the Bills. See if we can build a little little parlay here moving forward. Next game, Detroit and Atlanta. Big total game here at 56 and a half. Detroit coming off that win at Jacksonville. Atlanta righted the ship and got a big win uh, in Minnesota. So, Detroit side. No injuries. We did see the emergence of DeAndre Swift. Uh, Peterson was still involved and had a touchdown. Uh, so it wasn't a, a takeover the backfield, but uh, encouraging nonetheless. And damn you, Marvin Jones, I'm, we're going to bring back an old segment here. I'm pouring one out for Marvin Jones. It's because That's it. I, I tried to go back to the well, I even put him in my video. I got a little cute getting off Galladay and uh, gave me about one point. So I'm done with Marvin Jones, Atlanta side of things. Uh, good to see the offense bounce back. You know, if you played Julio Jones last week, uh, you probably did very well. It was very lone, had a huge game. Matt Ryan looked good. The offense in general uh, looked good. So, no, no, we'll go to you here, buddy. Uh, an interesting game, a high-total game, two offenses that, that we've played a lot this season. Uh, so, what are we doing? Mainly DeAndre Swift on the Detroit side, yes or no, the rest of that offense. And then Atlanta, uh, same suspects. Can we play Todd Gurley here in a good matchup with Detroit?
2: Oh, beard! This is the time to hop on Marvin Jones, 4,400 against the Falcons. I mean, I can't,
1: ah, I, we'll see. Maybe you can talk me into it, but he he stung me bad, man. It's been a few times this year.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what he does. He shows up for a few games a year and then uh, kind of just fades away for the rest of them. But um, yeah, anytime the Falcons are on the main slate, it's going to be a stackable game. Uh, I personally like the, the lions passing attack a little bit more than the rushing attack. I know Swift had the big game. I know he's the best uh, player in the backfield, but he's still splitting. Snaps with carry on and AP, and it was against the Jaguars. I mean, everyone is putting up huge numbers against the Jaguars. I just, I'm not going to overreact. Um, I do think he's going to be the guy moving forward, but all that other ch- others chase that big game, and uh, I'll load up on Stafford, Gallaudet, Marvin Jones, maybe even a little bit of Hawkinson, and then for the Falcons, yeah, the matchup sets up so good for Gurley. Um, but anytime we think it's a Gurley game, you know the Falcons' passing attack goes off, and vice versa. So, uh, I'll probably go, you know, back to Julio, go back to Ridley. Uh, We've seen those two kind of, you know, go back and forth with big weeks. So, maybe this is the time where Ridley goes off. But uh, pretty much everyone in this game is going to be in play. Uh, The only thing that the Lions do cover well is tight ends. So, uh, maybe that's bad news for Hayden Hurst, who hasn't been very good anyway.
1: Chop, our boy got 20 carries, gives us 47 yards. So, the work is there. The matchup is here. Detroit, a bottom three team against the run. I'm going to pose the same question to you. We know the passing games are good here. You know, it's a great call to go back to Marvin Jones by Derek. I'll see if I can get there. But these running attacks, same questions. Do you believe in Swift? Is it chasing points on that one? And can we play Todd Gurley here at home at 6,000 against this Lions defense?
3: Oh, man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, absolutely you don't need me to tell you to play passing game here. You know, you don't know all that. It is going to come down to the running backs of – Gurley, I was surprised when I opened up the box score and saw twenty carries for him. That's good, man. That's really good. And these good matchups, he, you know, if he keeps getting work like that, he he will find games where he gets in the end zone twice, and and all of a sudden he's the guy you, you that could help you win something big. So, I think you keep him in your player pool. I'm not like going overboard on him, but I feel fine with him getting that kind of a workload until he until he starts to show signs that he's breaking down this year, which he hasn't yet. And I keep playing him at this workload, so that's fine. DeAndre Swift is is the tough one because he looked great. He's the best running back they got, and he got 14 carries. But Peterson got 15 carries, so it's not like he blew Peterson away with the carries. That was his first game he's ever had over five carries this year, Swift. So he does get work in the passing game. He's interesting. If they really are trying to transition him a little more, this would be a great matchup for him. But we don't know if that was just kind of a fluky game last week. And he's going to be held under double-digit carries again. I don't know. So I'm keeping him in my pool for now until I hear something later in the week.
1: All right. How about some betting picks here? Atlanta minus three, 56 and a half on the total, Chop.
3: Oh, man. I'm going to say I'm going to take the road, the road dog here. Give me Detroit plus those three. Derek, what do you got?
2: Ah, Make it two for two. Yeah, give me Detroit.
3: Oh,
1: oh, man. No, (laughs) it didn't come smooth, so I can't force it. I'm actually going to go under here. I I know these teams have been in a lot of shootouts, scoring a lot of points, but uh, 56 and a half is a big number. Uh, Two teams that would like to run the ball if they could. I'm going to say under here on that big total. All right, next game we got Cleveland traveling to Cincinnati. Cleveland, a small road favorites here. Uh, Baker Mayfield, it's still dealing with that rib injury. Uh, they say they took him out because he was getting hit too much, but ended that offense looked terrible. I mean, just could not get anything going against that Pittsburgh defense. Uh, absolutely got trampled. Cincinnati looked good for most of the game, first half, even the first three quarters. Uh, uh, ended up falling to Indianapolis, but uh, played spirited ball and, and came out like, like guns of plays uh, led by Joe Burrow and, and company. Mixon, uh, questionable in this one. So, Uh, If He's out. Let's let's look at it from both sides. If he's out, I think you're going to see Gio Bernard become a very popular option uh, in DFS. If he's in there, we interested uh, in mixing. And then what do we do uh, with this Cleveland side coming off uh, that awful game at Pittsburgh? So Derek, we'll go to you here, buddy. Cleveland and Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, for Cincinnati, if Mixon's out, I mean, we've had a handful of these spots for Giovanni Bernard over the years, and he smashes every single time. Uh, he's just a guy that's very productive while on the, while on the field, and he's going to catch a lot of balls. So 4,500 for him on a full PPR side like DraftKings. I think you just play him if Mixon's out. Mixon's healthy. You can go right back to him. No issue with that. Um, and then the passing game, certainly interesting as well. You know, Joe Burrow looked really good in the first half last week against the Colts. He's only 5,500. We like all of his weapons. Uh, T. Higgins, Back-to-back good games and tough matchups. I think he's going to be my favorite play here, but Boyd's pretty cheap. A.J. Green finally uh, had a decent game last week, so I think it's a really good spot for the passing attack. And you know, maybe if Mixon's out, the move is to play Burrow and a bunch of these passing guys um, in tournaments rather than you know getting some leverage off of Giovanni Bernard. But I think it's a good spot for the entire offense. On the other side, I absolutely love Kareem Hunt this week. Um, in my First Look article, I look at the – offensive line adjusted yards and compared to that to the opposing defensive line adjusted yards Brown's ranked number two in run potential this week so you know their offensive line is creating space and you know Cincinnati's defensive line you know isn't stopping the run so great spot for Kareem Hunt wouldn't put too much stock into his workload the last few weeks because uh you know he was hurt the one week and then last week I was a blowout and he didn't play the last two drives so look for him to get 20 plus touches in this one and uh you can always make case for back Landry in tournaments but this is a run-first team, and it's a good matchup. So give me all the hunt in this one.
1: I'm with you a 1,000%. It feels like one of those games where, where you play Burrow, you, you mix and match the different receivers, and I, I think that can help spread out some ownership because people don't know who to play out, out of all those guys. And then Hunt is the running back. And, and those last two weeks, I'm talking about two top six rundies uh, in Indy and uh, in Pittsburgh. So I'm with you. Throw those out. Uh, this is a great matchup for him. He's easily one of my favorite plays on the week here and you know he's not a home favorite but a road favorite we know he's going to be involved in the passing game uh, and the price is great at 6800 so uh, all aboard Kareem hunt for me as well chop let's go over you buddy browns and Bengals.
3: yeah this is a a highly sneaky stackable game in general like you guys are kind of alluding to kareem hunt looks great uh, you know Beckham doesn't have very many good games under his belt as a Cleveland Brown, but earlier this year he did go 74 yards and a touchdown against Cincy, and and it could have been even it could have been even bigger than that. I remember that game. So Beckham is definitely in play here, and Landry's always in play as the number two guy. But it's the other side that I'm really interested in, Joe Burrow, especially if Mixon is out and it's even less running game for Cincinnati. But Joe Burrow should should sit back and kind of. Pick this defense apart. It's got some injuries, and in the secondary is not that great. Uh, Tyler Boyd could have a nice little PPR game. T. Higgins could have a nice touchdown game. So, you know, one on FanDuel, one on DraftKings looks good. But uh, yeah, I like Burrow to sit back and pick this defense apart. I, he played him earlier this year, got the 300 yard bonus, and threw for a few touchdowns against him. I don't think it's going to change this week. I think he really matches up well with him. So, nice stackable game here.
1: All right, question for you both. So, Chop, will go to you first. Pick your favorite Bengals receiver on DraftKings. You got Tyler Boyd at 5,400, T. Higgins at 5,300. And I have to include A.J. Green after last week, only 4,300.
3: Uh, without a doubt, I don't even have to think about it. It's Tyler Boyd.
1: No, no. Can I give a two-part answer? Boyd Check and Cash, Higgins in tournaments. That'll work. That'll work. I, I, for me, it's Higgins. I, I just, I liked what I've seen. Uh, you know, AJ Green being being as involved last week uh, is somewhat of a problem, but I think there's enough volume uh, for two of these guys to get there. So again, I, I would stack this one a couple different ways uh, with with Burrow and mixing these receivers running the back with Kareem Hunt. All right, betting wise, we have Cleveland minus three and a half here on the road. The total sitting at fifty. Chop. What do you got?
3: Give me the home. Underdog give me Cincinnati
1: I'm also going Cincinnati that that's one i I really like them getting the points here so I, I they played well last week they, they've been playing pretty well all season long uh, and Cleveland coming off that loss I don't know if they respond Baker looks terrible as much as I like hunt uh, give me Cincinnati here as well Derek what do you got
2: we' were putting that uh, collective record to the test this week uh, give me Cincinnati
1: all right, so we got Cincinnati and Buffalo so far in our, uh, our parlay here. So let's move on, see if we can add to it. Another high total game here, Green Bay and Houston. Green Bay, obviously, we all saw that game in Tampa. Started out great. Uh, Rogers throws a pick six, uh, and everything goes off the rails after that. So uh, they're coming off that big loss going to Houston, who also had a tough loss in Tennessee. Now, before we get into this game, guys, I know Noto, you're an analytical guy. Chop, you and I are more old school, and you know, kind of go with the field, mixing some analytics, obviously. But on that two-point conversion, what do you guys think about that? You're you're up seven, I believe it was, right? And they go for two to try to ice the game instead of just kicking the extra point, going up eight and giving the ball over. So, Chop, I want to go to you here first. Just a quick take on your thoughts on that play.
3: I like it. I like it anytime. I like any time a team, whether it's fourth and short or instead of kicking a field goal near the end of a game or, or in that situation going for two, I like trying to just end the game right there with your offense. Anytime, I'll take that. Yes.
1: Yeah, I liked it as well. I mean, even if you kick the one get made, there's still a chance they go down and they tie the game just like they did. If you don't get it, uh, you end up in the same scenario. They go down, they tie the game and go to overtime. But you know, if he, if he makes it, they get that. He's a genius when he doesn't get it. You know, people saying, why, why the hell did you do that? So, Derek, I'm going to guess you like the call. Or what, <laughs> what are your thoughts, sir?
2: Yeah, I know there are some arguments on Twitter about it, but I don't really understand the argument against it. Um, even if you miss it, you're still up seven. And if you get it, the game's pretty much in hand. So I don't really see a downside to it. Uh, yeah, I'm all on board with that decision.
1: All right, let's talk Packers. Uh, Texans, no major injuries here in this game. A minor injury with Jordan Akins, uh, who remains questionable with that concussion. We've seen uh, Darren Fells be very productive uh, at a tough tight end position, but uh, talk about stackable. You know, th- this game certainly has it. Uh, I'm expecting Aaron Jones to bounce back here against this Houston D who just got trampled by Derrick Henry. The Houston side really looked good against that Titans defense, so Shop th- this one looks like one of the marquee games of the week. Uh, people are going to be stacking this one uh, every which way. So favorite plays, guys, you're avoiding uh, any way that we can get creative uh, off some chalk in this game. Overall thoughts here: Packers and Texans.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't think you. I don't think there's a, a very creative game, or, or you want to get off the chalk here. Green Bay is uh, is one of those good teams that we we can just all their production is centered around a couple guys in this. They're like a uh, New Orleans light with Kamara and Michael Thomas. You got Aaron Jones, you got Devontae Adams. That's who you played. You play them any which way you want to. So I like those guys. Uh, quarterbacks, I'll go this far. Quarterbacks in fantasy don't matter. Outside of Lamar and Kyler and, and the real runners. Everybody else don't matter. Aaron Jones, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. Great real-life quarterback, I think. Although Cardi would disagree. I, I saw his tweet today. But Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. But in fantasy doesn't matter you know it's all about the price tags on those guys so uh, Aaron Jones Devontae Adams and on the flip side uh Will Fuller Deshaun Watson got it Brandon Cooks you could take a chance there but this David Johnson I haven't and I've played him once this year and I just don't have any desire to play him anymore even his good games just don't offer doesn't seem like they offer enough upside anymore so I don't play David Johnson anyway but Will Fuller, man. Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson, I think, is the best – one of the best stacks this week.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, David Johnson's just – he's kind of in the same vein as Gurley. I think we've we've talked about this before. He just looks old. He he looks washed up. I mean, the workload is certainly there. The numbers haven't been terrible. I mean, but it feels more like cash game numbers uh, than numbers that are going to help me win a tournament. So, maybe this is a game that he gets it going, but the passing game usage has not been great. That's kind of his forte. So, I don't know if that's suddenly going to change uh, here in week seven. So uh, I'm with you. It's a passing game. And then Green Bay, you nailed it. It's Jones. It's Adams. Uh, I don't even think you need to play Rogers. Uh, I prefer Watson here a little bit cheaper. and I think much more upside, uh, although he's not using his legs as much. that that upside uh, is certainly there. Derek, let's get over to you. Fun game here. Texans and Packers.
2: Oh, David Johnson, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, we saw, or we heard that Duke was going to get more work last week, but David Johnson still plays 78% of the snaps. He's had at least 19 touches and three straight. He's only 5,300. The Packers are dead last in fantasy points allowed to running backs. You guys make a great point about his upside. Even when he has played well, uh, he hasn't shown much upside. He scored between 11 and 14 fantasy points in four straight. So I uh, might have to side with you guys on this one. You know, I kind of came into the pod thinking I was going to play him. Uh, you guys make some good points. Uh, like Fuller Cooks, Deshaun, um, it's pretty easy to stack up that passing attack because we know the ball's going to go. And then, you know, Chop made a great point on the Packers with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. We know it's going to go through those two. The Texans are not good against the run. They're not good against the pass. And uh, I mentioned that run potential stat that uh, is in the first look. Uh, Packers number one in that this week, uh, just comparing offensive and defensive adjusted line yards. So great spot for Aaron Jones. And, uh, yeah, like you guys mentioned, just stack up the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the total is 56 for a reason. These are, these are two of the six worst teams defensively, according to DVOA. They don't rank higher than 20th, either against the run or the pass. So they're in the bottom 12 or 13 in each of those categories. I mean, uh, this should just be a bonanza here. So uh, what do we got betting-wise, Derek? Minus 3.5 for Green Bay here on the road and 56 on that total.
2: I think this could be a field goal game, but I just think it's going to be an offensive shootout, so give me the over.
1: I'm going over as well. Uh, we just talked about how bad these defenses are, how good these offenses can be. Uh, I know it's a big number. Uh, generally, like to go under there, but I'm going over here. Chop, what do you got?
3: Oh, no. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> We're building a hell of a parlay card here.
3: I mean, my thought was uh, the over in this game because uh, just my stupid math, my, my terrible reasoning – I don't see how uh, either one of these teams. I, th- I think the losing team here is, is going to score 27 points, Right. which would put us 30 to 27, which is over. It's going to squeak by because they had they, they said it so high, but yeah, I like the over here. I can't can't get away from it.
1: All right, we'll recap those ones we agreed on at the end of the pod. But so far we got three of them. So let's move on. Next game, Dallas travels to Washington in the. The NFC East, I believe I saw they have five wins combined, and there's teams that have more wins than that entire division. But uh, Chop, we'll get to you here shortly. I want to go to Derek on this one. Uh, Dallas, it was just ugly. You know, they they put up some stats towards the end, but you know, Dalton looked all right. Uh, Gallup dropping balls in the end zone. Zeke uh, with a bunch of fumbles, letting the game get away. So uh, obviously, saw Arizona really put it on him. Washington was competitive in that game, ended up losing uh, to the Giants here, but. Uh, one of the lower totals on on the slate at forty-seven and a half, just a one and a half point spread here, Derek. I think this one could go overlooked. Is there anything we can pull out of this game, uh, DFS wise? Cowboys and the football team.
2: I mean, uh, NFC East leading Dallas Cowboys at two and four. Um, Unbelievable, kind of crazy. Uh, the players are. Pretty mad at the coaching staff at this point, it sounds like um, things are kind of a mess now they go on the road to play pretty tough uh, Washington front seven, they're six in DVOA against the pass. Uh, I don't know how much time Dalton's going to have to throw the ball. So maybe he's going to, you know, throw a lot of shorter targets to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he's had 21 targets over the last two games with Dalton under center. You know, Schultz is at least a little bit interesting as a punt on DraftKings. Washington's 27th in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. But Yeah, I don't know if I want to pay a premium for Zeke. He's lost four fumbles this season. We saw Pollard getting a little bit more work. I know that game was a blowout, and, you know, I'm not worried about his workload going forward. But it's at least in the back of my mind, maybe in the back of his mind, that he is fumbling so much. So, yeah, Mark Cooper on the road. Don't love that as much as at home. So not a ton of interest in Dallas. And then for Washington, Kyle Allen threw the ball 42 times against the Giants. Didn't even crack the 300-yard mark, so he's looking to check the ball down. Um, Terry McLaurin is getting all the work um, in the passing game, so I like him at 5,800. Very beatable secondary. Uh, I know Logan Thomas finally scored uh, that touchdown, but I'm not going back to that well. Um, he is uh, the fool's gold that's caught me a few times already this season, and uh, I'm not I'm not going to chase that production. And then uh, Antonio Gibson, I mean, he's looked good, but McKissick's still there taking on a pretty big role, so – For me, it's McLaurin and then maybe bring it back with CeeDee Lamb on the other side.
1: I'm in the same boat. Uh, McLaurin still feels too cheap, so I I love that play there. He's another guy that's popping in a lot of optimals I ran, so uh, he should probably be more in the mid-sixes. But, Chop, I'm going to go to you here for Dallas because I'm having a hard time. Like, like, do we go back to Zeke against this Washington front, which is very good? Uh, People saw that game. They're not going to want to play him. Uh, The receivers is always a big question mark which guy it's going to be. And do we do we believe in Andy Dalton enough to play him in DFS as a cheaper quarterback? So, uh, Chop, this is your team. Break it down here, Cowboys and the football team.
3: Guys, listen, if you're listening out there, yeah, you, you have to you have to look at all the injuries, not just you know quarterbacks or running backs or receivers, and, and then play the next man up at receiver. Like the most pivotal injuries are in the DFS. Defensive and offensive lines. And for the Cowboys, they've got, they're probably going to go into this game with four starters not playing in this game that were expected to, you know, be there at the beginning of the year from that great offensive line, top five offensive line. Four guys are going to be down probably. It's just not a good offensive line. Nobody, even if it was Dak Prescott, nobody is going to be able to do well behind that off, uh, behind an offensive line like that. Like Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, I think. I, I give I give the Philly fans a hard time, but he's a good quarterback. Nobody's going to do well when all those offensive linemen are missing in Philly. You see what he's doing, right? So Dalton, to think Dalton's going to do anything great behind this offensive line, I think that's a mistake. I got Washington's defense ranked as one of the top defenses this week. I'll be playing them a lot more than I will the Cowboys. Elliott, I think, could be a fine – a fine player with the fumbles even but he can't be that good with this offensive line so I mean I'm just yeah I'm, I, you'll take some chances because uh they'll need to score some points and Dalton will settle in but he won't have a lot of time one of these wide receivers will get there because of a lot of garbage time and stuff like that but in general i I'm, I'm I want the Washington defense much more than I want the Dallas offense
1: all right, chop. Betting wise, we have your Cowboys uh, road favorites here, minus one and a half, forty-seven and a half on the total.
3: This this is a rough one right here, man. This is rough. Uh, oh man, i You can, I'm gonna you can you, be
1: a homer once in a while. It's all well, right.
3: Well, I, I, <laughs> it's not that. It's just that I don't even know if I want to uh, lay any. I don't. I don't know if Dallas can go on the road and be a favorite to anybody right now. Right. I don't. I just don't think it's fair, man. Like it's like their defense is bad, and now you were hanging your hat on the offense and the offense is no quarterback, no offensive line. So I'm am going to take the under here. I'm taking the under
1: I'm under for sure. I I said, I said the same thing. I I don't know how Dallas can be favorites here. And then I look on the other side though. And I, and I say, how can Washington be a favorite? You know, even at home, we don't, we don't have fans. We don't have, you know, it's not like a a raucous uh, crowd there. So I just think these are two offenses that are going to continue to struggle. And and I'd I'd be surprised if these teams crack 20 each. So under it is sounds like we get, we got another uh, trifecta here with with the under Derek.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah. is going to be a big parlay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm marking it down. Uh, We'll see. We're putting this record to the test. So another under there uh, for the three of us. All right. Last game in the early window, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. This one should be fun. So Pittsburgh side of things, a couple questions for you guys. What the hell is wrong with Juju Smith-Schuster? We saw him struggle once again. We saw Clay, Claypool continue to emerge. Uh, keep an eye on Deontay Johnson. If he is back, that DraftKings price is all the way down to 4,200 in this matchup. So uh, he could be a guy that, that is super cheap that could pay off if he's back in that lineup. Tennessee side, we saw Derrick Henry go nuts. Well, now you have to face the best defense in the league here with Pittsburgh. So any interest there Uh, only injury on the Tennessee side of things, Jonu Smith questionable. And we saw Anthony Ferkser put up a big game. So we buy in that. So I threw a lot at you guys, but my main questions are what's wrong with Juju? Can we play Derrick Henry here against Pittsburgh and any interest in Anthony Ferkser? Chop, what do you got?
3: Uh, No interest in Ferkser, uh, yada, yada, yada. The the Juju thing, man. I'm a, Like I'm with you on that one. Going into this year, you know, you could look at the, these limited best ball drafts I did, and you can see I was really bullish on Juju, and it just hasn't come. Like there's, I heard somebody suggest he may be dealing with an injury. I don't know, maybe that's the case, but there's really no reason for like James. James Washington has gotten more targets than Juju two of the last three weeks, and he's right there with him on the year, and that shouldn't be the case. And obviously Claypool has come in and he's really shown to be that in the future, he's going to be a number one. We get it, but no Deontay the last couple weeks. And he still hasn't come through juju. Like, I don't know, man. So I I would hate to miss out on the big juju week, but until he shows something, I don't know that I can play him. So I, I don't know, man, at this point, I'm down to, I don't mind Claypool. He's a big play player. Deontay, if he's back is fine. Don't want James Conner. I'm just kind of waiting for that injury to happen so we can play us some Benny Snell. But I'll pass on James Conner. But yeah, on the flip side, tough. This is the tough one for Tennessee. Tennessee's offense is so smooth, man. But this is this is one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I guess I'm a Derrick Henry guy this week. I don't want to have much uh, Tannehill or AJ or or Jonu Smith or anything. So I think I'm on Derrick Henry, and that's about it for Tennessee.
1: All right, Derek, same questions for you. What the hell's wrong with Juju? Uh, do you believe in this big game by Anthony Furkser? if he steps in for Janu? I think I'm with Chop. Uh, I think it's more of an outlier. And then can we play Derrick Henry here coming off that huge game against this Austin awesome Pittsburgh defense?
2: Start with Juju. Don't know what's wrong with them, but I do think uh, Claypool is the real deal. Uh, he looks great out there, and it sounds like Deontay's going to be back. You know, they said uh, he's going to try to practice on Wednesday which he hasn't done for uh, since early in the season. So if he is back, you mentioned the $4,200 price point on DraftKings. When he's been healthy, he's been the number one receiver in this offense. So I think that he would be a great buy-low option. Uh, Titans not great against the pass. And then James Conner, nobody's playing him. Nobody's talking about him. He's topped 100 rushing yards in three of his last four games. He's pretty involved in the passing game as well. And looks like he's going to be low-owned once again. So I don't mind going to James Conner. For some leverage in tournaments, you know, that price point for running backs is always loaded with options. So he's certainly interesting for me. Uh, Tennessee can't wait to watch Derrick Henry against the number one run defense. Should be a lot of fun. I won't be going there myself. Uh, I'll just be watching this one from the sidelines. Uh, Maybe have a couple shares of A.J. Brown. But uh, that's about it for me on Tennessee. I just have so much respect for this Steelers defense.
1: All right, Noda, we got uh, Steelers minus two, 51 and a half on the total.
2: I am going to go under – on um, this one and uh Ferguson yeah I think uh wait and see for me
1: okay Chop what do you got minus two 51 and a half
3: wow oh, man that is a that is a tough spread right there because something's got to give but ah, dang I, I don't want I, I, I need I need beer but I need you to go first man
1: <laughs> Uh I'm going to take Pittsburgh here I, I as good as Tennessee has been I, I just think Pittsburgh's the better team the defense uh, is legit Uh, Tennessee's defense uh, just got torched by Houston should have lost that game to Houston and to me Pittsburgh's a a way better team than are the Houston Texans so uh, generally the the road favorites are tough but I'm gonna go Pittsburgh minus two here
3: yeah so yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna take in the under with Derek I didn't I didn't want to force a three for three in there so I wanted (laughs) to know what you had but I just I it's hard for me to pick a team right there that's just such a good spread so I think under because of the defense.
1: I, I was leaning under, so, you know, we won't put it on we the We don't card. want to force nothing. No, 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 nope, we're not forcing nothing, so well played there. I, I was looking at that, but I do think these offenses can do enough where they can at least get close to that total, but I have no questions Pittsburgh, uh, the better team, out of these two. Now, before we move on, our friends at Manscaped are back, and Autumn is in the air. Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when oh, you're no. grooming child you know about pumpkins, Chop. When we're talking about pumpkins, we're talking about your boys downstairs. In fact, manscape is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news to our friends in the UK, Canada, and Australia, they just released their products there for you. So we've all had that time where something didn't go right downstairs. Let's not forget the best trimmer for your balls, your body, and your butt. I don't know how you're trimming your butt, but okay. The lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology which helps reduce grooming accidents. Their new Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer uses the same technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. The Crop Care Kit includes the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant Chop. I know you're a fan. That is a game changer. I'm going to put that in there. I'm adding this because that is legit. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand crop creamer crop cleanser body wash a full body wash that you can use on your hair as well crop my ball wipes you never know when an opportunity strikes so you should always be prepared plus you don't want to stink when you sit around that thanksgiving dinner the crop cleanser hair and body wash the cologne the foot duster a ton of stuff here These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. So, point of all this, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code ROTO, R-O-T-O. Again, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code ROTO. Make your balls a priority this fall. All right, now that we got the balls and the pumpkin talk behind us, we can move on. Two of the afternoon slate, four games here on this slate. Chop, do you want to talk any manscaping before we move on? Are we ready to talk Seattle and Arizona?
3: Well, I'll say this much about manscaped. It's, it's kind of it's kind of a funny joke when people hear it and all that, but I'll tell you this. Number one, the ball toner, phenomenal, okay? The ball toner is nice. When you get out of the shower on a Friday night and you know you're going to get a little action, throw a little ball toner on there. It's, it's, a, it's Like you said, it's a game changer. Number two, I got mine, and it came with uh, It came with some complimentary boxers. Whoa, these oh, are, yeah. these, these boxers are nice. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to, like, be blown away by the boxers, but they're nice because you, you put them on, you, you actually instantly feel sexy. It makes you feel sexy, the, the boxers they got. And number three is user error. I broke mine, Manscaped. Uh-oh. I broke it. User error. It was totally my fault. They don't know me. They don't know if I do a show or that you plug the show or they don't know that. I emailed them and I was like, man, I, I think I broke it. What can I do to fix it? And they said, send me a video uh, how, why? what it's doing. So I sent the video and they said, yeah, it's probably broke for good. Give us your address. We'll send you a new one. They don't know me. They don't know that we plug it on the show. They sent me a new one. I got my new Manscaped already. So, great customer service. That's, that's, those are my three points. right that's there. What,
1: that's what it's all about right there. That, that's what a good company does. So yeah, I mean, it's a great product. You know, we, we plug it on the show for a reason. I'm just talking about it. Uh, we are actual users and I agree those, those boxers, they, they feel like you're, you're wearing nothing. They're, they're, they're nice. So I'm, I'm going to have to find some more of them, but the ball deodorant, I'm telling you is a game changer. So if anything, you get out of this, you give it a shot. So, all right, let's get back to some football here again, Seattle, and Arizona. Another huge total here at 56 and a half. Seattle coming off a buy. So should be ready to go. Arizona coming off that big win the other night at Dallas. No major injuries here. The pricing thing that stood out. We had Arizona on Monday night. Kenyon Drake remains 4,800 coming off that big game. So Derek, uh, what do we do with Drake? Is he going to be popular here against Seattle? Uh, Is it chalk that we want to eat if he is? And then Seattle, it's usually the same suspects. Who do you like more here? Lockett or Metcalf or are you going to the running game with Carson?
2: Yeah, Kenny Drake, uh, probably going to be very popular, 4,800. Everyone's going to see that uh, big stat line that he put up. I'm taking that Drake production. I'm running. I'm cashing out. Um, I am no longer uh, getting on Drake. Uh, Seattle, much tougher against the run than they are against the pass. Uh, ninth against the run, 29th against the pass in terms of DVOA. Um, so yeah, I'll be loading up on the passing game. Love Kyler Murray. Uh, he's ran for at least 60 yards in four of the first six games. You can pair him up with DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk's getting more and more involved each week. So I uh, love the spot for the passing game. Uh, and they're playing, you know, at home, uh, and underdogs. And that's typically a great spot for the quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be fading Drake. It's going to be, you know, a little nerve wracking, but hopefully, you know, Kyler and the passing game just racks up all the touchdowns. Then for Seattle, Good spot for them as well. You know, Russ has been at least uh, 32, or he said average 32 fantasy points per game on the season. Um, scored at least 25 in every single one of them. Uh, the Cardinals defense did look pretty good the other night, but um, yeah, I just think it's a good spot for him. Chris Carson is always a forgotten man here uh, whenever the Seahawks are in a close game. So you can look at him for some leverage in this offense. And if I'm deciding between Lockett and Metcalf, I guess I'll go Lockett because he, he really screwed everybody a couple weeks ago. Um, in that dream matchup against the Dolphins. And naturally, people want to go to Metcalf instead.
1: All right, Chop, let's go over to you. I, I was looking up some stats, and, and the last few times Russell Wilson has played this team uh, has not gone well. One, 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 and zero touchdown passes uh, over the last four meetings uh, with this Arizona team. So we know this is a new Russ, a different Russ, but he was under 200 yards uh, in three of those games. So just something to think about. This team knows him well. Does it have any impact on you here? I'm with Derek. I, I prefer Kyler, 900 cheaper, uh, easy to pair him with a Hopkins or a Kirk. So, uh, your thoughts here, Seattle and Arizona?
3: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't put any any weight into the previous performances against Arizona. This is a whole different year. This is a whole different Russell that they're letting they're letting they're turning him loose. Basically, this game, I'm not going to sit here and try to nitpick it for you. Uh, just in like. In honor of the great, uh, our friend, Blender HD, who just took down a big pot this past weekend, I, all I say is, play whoever you want in the game. Play whatever you want. Like, that's all you, just play whatever you want, dude. This is a very stackable game. Everybody in the whole game, whatever you uh, want to
1: do. That, that was good. That, that was uh, solid. Yeah, congrats to Jordan taking down a, a big one. But uh, that that is his tagline. And, Chop, you, you nailed it, man. They spot on. So, we'll have to get you two together on the show. And you guys can play whoever you want. So, betting-wise, Chop, Seattle, minus three and a half here. And I mentioned that total, 56 and
3: a half. Oh, man. Uh, three and a half is – it's a little bit too big of a number for me for that road team. I'll take Arizona here.
1: I'm also taking Arizona at home. They look good the other night. I know it was against a struggling Dallas team, but it looks like they're starting to get back to, to what we saw the first couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, I'm going Arizona with the points. Derek. row. Right Oh boy. Big, big parlay card here. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, somebody puts this parlay in and it wins money. I'm going to be happy. Shell, I might put it in the way we've been doing it. So. Uh, Three for three on Arizona sounds like let's move on to San Francisco and New England. Uh, This one, a lower total here, Uh, San Francisco side of things. uh, Raheem Mostert looking doubtful to play in this game. Uh, Jeff Wilson missed that last game. Uh, He's also questionable. So uh, that's a question. Is it, is it McKinnon? Is it hasty who who got some carries uh, in that last game? Do we have any interest there? Uh, And then the New England side of things, They look bad. Cam look bad. Uh, But he is popping in a lot of optimals here. Uh, Any interest in Cam here against the San Francisco team? So, Derek, let's get over to you, Niners and Patriots.
2: Very little interest in this game as a whole. Um, If Mostert ends up being out, the last time he was out was week four and McKinnon played on 67 of the 73 running back snaps. So I would kind of expect that to continue um, even if Wilson's active. Um, Either way, I think, you know, Wilson and Hasty are just going to be backing him up. So I would have interest in him. And then on the other side, Julian Edelman is just cheap. He's 5K. Um, The Patriots are unlikely to beat San Francisco deep. So I kind of like the underneath guy. And uh, I'll play some Edelman. Don't really want to play Newton. James White is leading the backfield in snaps the last two weeks. But um, too many bodies there. So one player on each side for me.
1: All right. I I do like Cam here. Even in a bad game, he had some turnovers. Still 76 rushing yards. So he gives you... Obviously a big floor with that rushing ability. This Niners defense has not been as good as we've seen uh, in the past. So I am interested there uh, in some Cam Newton. But San Francisco, it's tough to get excited about uh, anything on this side of the ball. Outside, uh, obviously guys like George Kittle are, are always in play. Chop, your thoughts, Niners and Patriots?
3: Yeah, on the list of games that are least desirable to watch this weekend, this ranks way up there. So... Um, I don't have much interest in it. Yeah, I think you could play Cam Newton by himself. I don't even think you need to pair him with anybody. Just play a little Cam, just a little bit. And and if the injuries come out and uh, everybody's going to be out like it, it looks like they're going to be, you could play McKinnon. I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of interest in San Francisco. I mean, New England just coming off of a really bad loss is not going to take this team lightly at all. So it's going to be tough even for McKinnon. But if the injuries are there, I'll take McKinnon.
1: All right, Chop, we got New England minus two and a half at home, 45 on the total.
3: Yeah, I think New England's going to put it on them, so give me New England.
1: I'm with New England as well. I always hate those two and a half, so I always feel like a little bit of a trap. Why isn't it just three? But uh, I'm, I'm going to go New England here. Derek?
2: I'm going to go a little off the board and take the over. I think these are two defenses that were a lot better last year than this year.
1: All right, two games left here on the DFS OG's podcast talking Everything week seven here on the main slate. Next game for us, Kansas City and Denver. Chiefs, big nine-point favorites here. Sammy Watkins will be questionable coming into this one. Uh, on the Denver side of things, lots of injury questions. Melvin Gordon, uh, Hamler, Noah Fant. So, uh, tough to get too, uh, too interested in at Denver side with all these injuries. But uh, Kansas City, Chop, let's go to you here. Uh, we saw him get the job done in Buffalo. It wasn't pretty. They moved the ball a lot. Uh, they didn't really punch the ball in the end zone, probably as much as they should have. But uh, we always talk about uh, this team uh, and just kind of cruising. Uh, maybe that loss to Oakland or, or Vegas, I should say, uh, opened things up. But the prices look look a little cheaper here on, on the Chiefs. So is it Mahomes? Is it is it alaire who look great? Uh, and then any interest in the Denver side? Who's who's to run it back if you're stacking the Chiefs' chop?
3: Yeah, I uh, I mean every week you're gonna you, you can. You're probably not going to go wrong by taking some kind of a Chiefs player. Just plant your flag somewhere. If you think they're going to run, Clyde Edwards will be fine. If you think they're going to pass, you get Mahomes to Hill or Mahomes to Kelsey and you're fine. With Watkins being out, if he is out, Demarcus is the guy you want, I think, instead of Hardman. Uh, it took a lot of people a game to figure that out, but they learned the hard way that Hardman is just Tyreek Hill 2.0. When Hill goes down, Hardman's going to crush, but – while well, when Watkins goes down, it's usually going to be Demarcus Robinson. But yeah, you just play who who you want on uh, Casey. Just, just plant your flag somewhere on Denver side, even without the injuries. I, I had no desire in Denver at all. Anyway, I don't think I don't think they're a very good offense. I don't think they're going to be very good this week. So uh, I don't. I just I, I don't even, I wouldn't even run it back with anybody. I don't think there's. If Melvin Gordon is out, I'll run it back with Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Other than that, that's it. I don't. I don't really. I don't really need Denver at all.
1: Yeah, I mean Patrick's been solid, getting a lot of targets. But I'm with you; it's it's Lindsey. If you're gonna attack this team, uh, they are definitely a run funnel. Way worse against the run. He he should get more looks in the passing game. Uh, Obviously, didn't see any last week, but uh, he's about it for me on that side. Uh, Kansas City, Derek. I I know you're a numbers guy. Denver, six-ranked DVOA defense, top ten against both the run uh, and the pass. So, how much stock do you put in that? And, And do you favor the passing game here, the running game, or are you just gonna be light? Uh, on the Chiefs here in this matchup with Denver?
2: Yeah, it's tough. I think for me it's going to come down to ownership. Uh, Denver's got a good defense. Denver's a tough place to play. Uh, But the Chiefs, you know, best offense in football. So um, if they're going to be low-owned, I will have some exposure to them. Uh, I think everyone's probably going to just go to Clyde Edwards Hilaire after he, you know, had like 30 touches last week. And uh, I think that was more due due to the rain uh, in that game against Buffalo. I kind of expect, uh, you know, Mahomes to air it out a little bit more this week. And so you can pair him up with Tyreek, you can pair him up with Kelsey. But it's just going to come down to ownership uh, for me uh, on the Chiefs side. I will have some exposure. And then uh, you guys are right about Melvin Gordon. If he's out, it sounds like, uh, you know, he's still waiting to be disciplined uh, for his DUI. So if he does get suspended this game, Philip Lindsay would be the guy to play. Didn't have any uh, targets last game, but he did run more routes than Royce Freeman. And he did have those 23 carries. So he would be the running back for me.
1: All right, Derek, Chiefs minus nine, total sitting at 48.
2: I just think the Chiefs are so much better. I know it's a short week. I know it's a divisional game, uh, but I will take the Chiefs.
1: All right, I got to break the cycle here a little bit. I'm going to go to the Denver side. That's a lot of points. Uh, And the Chiefs, you know, we saw them. You know, Buffalo could have come back and won that game. So sometimes uh, they put in cruise control, leave the door open, uh, and I think that could happen here. I'll take Denver at home plus the nine. Chop, what do you got?
3: I'm going to take the under in this game. Uh, I just think it's going to get to a point where it's a, a two-score game and Kansas City's just going to kind of go really slow and nurse the clock a little bit. And and so I'm going to take the under.
1: All right, last game, uh, four week seven here on the main slate. We got Derek's Jacksonville Jags traveling to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Uh, Chargers, obviously, home favorites here, a total approaching 50. No major injuries on either side. Keenan Allen was questionable. A little bit of a back issue. Uh, sounds like he'll be fine. So, Derek, we'll go to you here. Chargers coming off a bye. Uh, Justin Jackson looked great. If you watch that game with New Orleans, uh, and, and to me, it looked like the much better running back between uh, him, and, him and Kelly. So, he's of interest to me. Uh, Herbert has looked great. He's locked in on Allen. We saw the return of Mike Williams. So, uh, break down that Chargers side. You know that Jacksonville defense well. I, I use the word defense uh, in air quotes because <laughs> there's not much there. But, uh, and then Jacksonville. You know, Robinson continues to get all the work. Uh, hasn't been very productive the last few weeks. Uh, Chark got a ton of, ton of targets. Uh, the, the receivers there was Keelan Cole. So what receiver? You know, is it LaVisca? Is it Chark? Is it Keelan Cole? Is it none of the above here? So let's finish things off. Your Jags and the Chargers.
2: Yeah, for the Jags, I mean, the only constant in this offense is James Robinson. He's been pretty solid. He's getting a lot of uh, targets in the passing game as well. I don't really want to mess with the receivers. You know, Chark, like you mentioned, is getting a lot of work. But uh, he's been very inconsistent. Chenault's getting the underneath stuff. uh, Shown, you know, not not too high of a ceiling. And then Cole's just always a wild card. So, for me, it's just going to be James Robinson. And he's going to be low enough on that uh, probably only an MME play for me mentioned Justin Jackson, yeah, looked great against the Saints, tough matchup, 20 touches, outstamped Josh Kelly, 42-25, uh, and we just saw what Swift and Adrian Peterson were able to do to this Jacksonville defense last week. Now they're home favorites, absolutely love the spot for Jackson, only 4,900 on DraftKings, so give me a lot of him, and then the passing game is obviously all viable, Jags dead last and DVOA against the pass, so uh, yeah, you can play Allen, Williams, Henry, uh, anyone you like.
1: All right, Chop, uh, two questions. Do you prefer the passing game or the running game for the Chargers? Uh, And even if you don't like the running game, pick one of Kelly or Jackson that you're leaning to this week.
3: I prefer the passing game because uh, it just feels like with Herbert there, they're going to make this a passing team. And, you know, no no matter how good uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked last last night, it's still Mahomes and KC is still a passing team. It's just their identity. I think the identity for the Chargers moving forward is going to be a passing team. So I want the passing game here. But with that being said, I do think Justin Jackson is the one you want to own out of those two, Kelly or Jackson. So uh, Jackson would be the guy that you want in the backfield. But I'm a lot, I'm a lot higher on Herbert to one of his targets this week. Like like Derek said, pick one. Keenan Allen coming back from injury looks good to me though. And on Jacksonville side. Man, I'm still waiting for this big – man, I really thought we were going to have a lot more out of Shark this year, and it just hadn't happened. So, I'm waiting on that, but James Robinson is your safest bet. But uh, at some point, I got to think DJ Shark steps up, though.
1: All right, last betting pick for us, Chop. Chargers minus seven and a half here at home, total sitting at 49 and a half.
3: Give me the over in this because I do believe in the passing game so much of L.A. I think they're going to put it up, big points.
1: All right. I'm going to go with the chargers here. Uh, I just, this, this number seems a little bit too small. That always, again, makes me a little bit nervous, but uh, give me the chargers minus seven and a half. Derek.
2: Yeah. Lines already moving in the chargers direction and a lot of books. Uh, I think it'll be closer to 10 once it, uh, once it closes. So give me the chargers.
1: All right. That will wrap us up for week seven. I did the tallying. Looks like we have a five team parlay uh, of numbers that we agree on. So it came down to, uh, Buffalo minus the 12 and a half at the Jets, Cincinnati catching three and a half at home against Cleveland. We all agreed on the over 56 in Green Bay and Houston, the under 47 and a half in Dallas and Washington. and uh, we all believe in Arizona plus three and a half at home. So boys, any anything you want to alter there before we before we submit this, this five team parlay, uh, any final thoughts here for week seven? Uh, Let's wrap it up for the peeps and get out of here. Derek, let's get over to you.
2: As always, thanks for joining us. Uh, The best way to uh, parlay that, maybe do a teaser with those, uh, you know, seven point teas or something like that. But um, yeah, no way that can lose. Uh, Best of luck, everybody. And uh, actually on the uh, recommendation from my OG brother, and I did order some of that crop preserver game changer.
1: There you go. There you go. We all agreed on that one too. So add, (laughs) add add that to your parlay card. So what would make your lady happier than your balls all cleaned up? They're smelling good, and you hit a five-teamer. I mean, Ooh. that that's that's a good day right there, Chuck. Oh man, you're getting
3: some action, man. You, that's <laughs> an action night right there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I'll just reiterate that. Uh, what Derek said. You know, appreciate everybody tuning in and everything, but this is going to be the last football Sunday. Before. The, after this football Sunday, the next one will be November. We're already in. No, we're already going to be wow. in November, man. And you know what that means? Then you're just like a hop, skip, and a jump away to Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, feels like it just started, but man it's 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 going quick man
1: yeah it is so when i pulled up and i'm like week seven already seems like we just started so uh i want to convey what you guys said as always appreciate you guys all for tuning in if you guys ever have any questions you got the comment section right below uh on the road to grinders page where we're all available on twitter but uh, appreciate you guys uh, appreciate our boy mike lynn for keeping us updated on our picks so thank you uh, for that but that's the luck this week guys for head chopper I am Beers, say see you next week.